terrors of tripping on pump. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! This tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. Good. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Hi. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. Hi. Hi, 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 what's up everybody? It's Saturday, October 13th, 2013. This is episode 140 of The Hot Box. Matt Lee here. Ian Baker here. Ian, welcome back. Hello, hello. Welcome back, Internet, to your favorite marijuana podcast, The Hot Box. Absolutely. This used to be a weekly show, uh, hotboxpodcast.com, that's the site, still there, definitely check it out. We went on a little hiatus for... Uh, about five months. I think the last episode was back in May uh, when Kelsey, K-Dog, and I were uh, doing them here and there. But you came over the other day, and we were talking about the Jam Hole, which yeah. is our weekly yeah. comedy podcast. And then, uh, of course, we have a tag of the Androids and yet another tech show, a couple tech shows we do weekly. And you were like, man, I miss podcasting. Like, I need to get back into this. That's very true. And I was like, that's funny that you say that because I get – Emails, people email info at hotboxpodcast.com. Not every day, but like, you know, every couple of weeks I'll get a message that's like, hey, I really like the hotbox. What happened? Where are you guys? Where, you know, bring it back or kill it, you know, do one or the other, but don't leave it there in this, this state. And, and I know what they feel like because there's been shows throughout my listening of, of podcasts throughout the years that I've, I've, they've just hasn't been a new episode and it's, as a listener, you're like, I need to know, like, what's happening. Absolutely. Either Some of my favorite podcasts. Or bring it back or, you know. I'm so excited for the next episode. And if it's like three days late, I'm like, ah. I know. It's like, weird. Man, I was looking these... forward to that. Oh, yeah. Know? You form these connections with these and internet personalities. People are still listening to the old episodes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And there's lots of good information there. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of bullshit and in there. Oh, well, yeah. But there's a lot of really good information. So, uh, just wanted to catch everybody up. We're uh, back. I don't know if this will be weekly, but, you know, as Ian and I have time to do this, uh, we'll try and uh, get it together. So definitely you can watch live uh, when we do do these, hotboxpodcast.com slash live, and give us a call at 406-204-4687 if you guys want to talk about cannabis, marijuana news, all that stuff. Uh, so starting out, we should do a little catch-up and kind of uh, talk locally because in Montana – uh, you guys know Colorado, Washington, obviously, have passed their uh, recreational, still not at the federal level, but at the state level, which, is there a federal level right now? We're in the midst of, what, day 11 of the, uh, of the government shutdown? I haven't participated in the American government since I got back from my travels. Yeah, and you went to uh, Belize for mm-hmm. a while? Mm-hmm. 13 days, CNN says. And so, what's going on? I mean... All I know is the national parks are closed. Right? Like... And uh, I, I deliver water for a living for a company here, and uh, I deliver to a couple of federal buildings, and there's a lady in one of them who was like, I'm so glad I work for the state, but everyone else is not so lucky. And, I mean, empty. Empty buildings. Like, Wow. Do you think that these people that have been laid off are furloughed? Is that the correct term? I believe furloughed is the correct term. Two weeks vacation so far? Eh. Not paid, though? Yeah, that's true. And think about this. Remember, uh, I don't know if you were listening, on the last episode of The Jam Hall, I think, we were talking about this chicken outbreak of salmonella. 
and there's no like the CDC's been furloughed. They had to actually bring workers back. So somebody made the comment that like it's good that this happened for these workers because they got their jobs back for a minute, you know? Right. But this, yeah, not not so great. Uh, and I made a post on on Google Plus. I was like, is this just a good time to like say, all right? We're gonna just state to state govern ourselves, and the federal government can can piss off, or fire everybody and rehire. If you or I at our jobs oh. could not do our jobs, we would get fired and yeah. replaced. Absolutely, and it wouldn't take how many years? You know, like it would be immediate. So I would agree with that. I don't know. Federal governments. Uh, I I saw something. Chris Lindsay, a lawyer, uh, and he works, I think, for the MPP. Uh, he posted something about at the federal level they are looking at some sort of re. I don't know. It wasn't rescheduling, but it was changing the uh, Controlled Substances Act. My beard's gonna be f- gray before that. By happens. the time that happens, you know what I mean. Like, <sighs> how long did and, they and have that, that sucks, petition but... before they? wrote it off like 11 years or something they had that federal petition and then yeah. they just said ah, we're gonna deal with that mm, never mind um i was thinking if uh, somebody a listener from washington or colorado uh would like to call in at some point it would be really neat to talk to somebody about what's going on in your state now that it's uh, uh cannabis yeah is legalized it statewide you know what i'm saying and i know that uh some of this doesn't take place until the first of the year but <laughs> i would just like to talk to somebody that lives in one of those states yeah it would be interesting and uh, the post, Chris Lindsay said, we are renegotiating the Controlled Substances Act. So, I mean, take that for, for what it what it's worth. But Not much. <sighs> take it or leave it. Renegotiating. I thought we didn't negotiate with terrorists. You know? Exactly. And, I mean, we have now 20 medical marijuana states and D.C., um, so there's, there's a list we'll put a link to just if you wanted to get caught up on a the actual medical marijuana states, of course, at the state level. Uh, but, yeah, we wanted to kind of focus right now uh, to start things off. In Montana, we have this, uh, and you mentioned five other states have also passed this. It's called the Marijuana Four DUI Law. Four Right, five including Montana. Correct. Uh, there was Pennsylvania, and this is measuring nanograms of THC per milliliter of blood, not not saying like, oh, you were impaired, so this is going to happen. Just this is in your system. Yep. Here's here's what we're going to do to you. So Pennsylvania one, Ohio has two nanograms per milliliter, uh, as does Nevada, and then Washington and Montana are at the high end of that with five nanograms per milliliter. So it would be great if we could draw blood right now on you and I. Just to, like, see where our baseline is right now. You know, I've allegedly puffed a little bit here uh, so far today. And, like I said, you're not proving impairment. And this can vary person to person. How can you establish one line for everybody? I get you can do it with alcohol and say about this much. But there you're impaired. You're clearly impaired. It doesn't take in account tolerance. At all. Metabolism. So it also says that um, after smoking, your uh, the levels can go up to 100 nanograms per milliliter of blood, you know, five to ten minutes after inhaling right. cannabis Right, it's a graph smoke. that would go like this and then gradually taper off as your body's metabolizing it. 
and reportedly decreases to between 1 and 4 nanograms per milliliter within 3 to 4 hours. This information, though, doesn't have, like, are these chronic users? Are these people that uh, uh, smoke a copious amount every day? Are these people that... They, There's no background on what... Uh, who, the they, who they tested, you know? That, Was it somebody that just normally didn't smoke pot and they had them smoke and right, then tested right. them? They're... That's why I think it would be really cool to be able to do our own, you know, right. which I guess you can, um, but you have to pay for it. Even if you get pulled over and they request you get a blood test, you still have to pay for it. And if you decline, you they take jail. away your license. Yeah, screwed. Um, the cannabis DUI laws look very similar to the alcohol DUI laws i mean as far as most punishments you know six months suspended license right uh second offense you know like six months in jail you can kind of see what they based it on correct and again this kind of goes to propagate uh, uh this cycle that kind of feeds itself right like you're going to get put into this system and then you're going to pay the money to take these classes and then you're going to pay this money to take these tests and then you'll maybe get your license back at the end of it, regardless of, you know, if you were doing something criminal in, I guess, the moral eyes, not the legal. Mm, yeah, possibly. HB 168 is what this is called. Uh, you can check it out on openstates.org. Just search for uh, revised DUI laws for THC, and we'll put a link to it in the show notes at hotboxpodcast.com, of course. Not good legislation, right? It's I mean, a pretty tight one. The five nanograms, I just... And not scientifically sound, backed up by any kind of legit evidence, you know? And how invasive a blood test. Bl- very. Really? And granted, this isn't like at the beginning we were kind of making fun that like, oh, the cop's going to be out there with a needle taking <laughs> your blood side. on the side of the road. That's not that how this That he's like is. stabbed six other people but, with. I mean, if you look at at alcohol, like, they can test you right there on the site. This is going to take a good two to three hours out of your evening or day to go get all of this done. That could be beneficial, the time it takes you to go to the Right, so your your, uh, nanograms per milliliter will go from, like, 380 down to, like, six or so, you know, depending on... Hopefully. Hopefully four. Four, right. Yeah, Yeah, you know, like six? No, 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 four. I want four. Um, they are working on technology or uh, a way to do like a, a mouth swab instead of a blood test. Or then, just like stick your smartphone in your mouth and then it'll tell you like yes or no. <laughs> I like the good old fashioned like how about you just prove impairment. That seems like the more legit if the purpose for the law is to keep people safe on the roads and to keep the highways safe then prove impairment because impairment is what causes these things to to happen I would these agree. accidents and whatnot and in the bill for montana it says that the blood test alone isn't enough for a conviction they have to have other evidence in addition to the blood test sure which i guess because they're going to do some sort of field sobriety test to determine if you're going to go get your blood drawn i maybe. but does that matter if you pass with flying colors, I guarantee you're still getting your blood drawn. Does it matter to the officer exactly. is the important question. Exactly. It also says in the Montana law that if you're a registered card holder, the police officer is more than likely going to do the field sobriety test because he can legally assume that you are under the influence 
of cannabis. Right. Probabilistically, you'll have a higher chance of cardholders being over that five limit. And if you're going to take the time to do all this, you want to be sure that the person you're doing it to is going to be over the limit, right? I guess, but I disagree with that. I don't think having a medical card changes the amount of cannabis that you consume. No, it shouldn't. And so whether you have a card or not, but I think that your it, habit is going to be the, the same. Right, but they're looking at it from a law point of view of that law-abiding citizens, more times than not, if they have their card, will have more in their system. Because if you don't have your card... You're not legal. Where are you getting it from? There's a whole, you know. And that's kind of stereotypical. Oh, absolutely. I, ha- I got my card. Profile. I have my card, and I don't smoke as much as m- anybody I know, actually. Yeah. You know, it's uh, – and so um, – oh, which reminds me, I've been coming across people since I got my card renewed last week th- that people are surprised that you could even still do that. Like right. they were, they didn't even know the medical marijuana program in Montana was still alive. The consensus in they, the valley to most people is like, oh yeah, dead. that got struck down. It's dead. dead. There is yeah. not one, and it's it's dead for maybe a lot of those people because they revised the laws, right? So, N- no, they, didn't no. they make it more strict. That was what I think the dog and the pony last show revision was the dog and pony show, and then when all the dispensaries had to lock their doors up, right? I think people just kind of got the hint, huh? So now, they accomplish this task of theirs way easier than they than they maybe should have. And in previous episodes, we I've uh, talked at great lengths at how intelligent these people are that are making laws that are running our state. Like <laughs> they're not idiots; they're very smart. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they're intelligent. Uh, otherwise, you know. You, you don't become an elected senator by being a complete goofball. Right. You've got to fool a lot of people. And their mission to try to kill medical marijuana uh, didn't succeed with the bill to repeal the law. And right. so what did they do instead? They sent the DEA in. Federal. They raided everybody. They yep. closed the storefronts they and scared the fear, everyone. The fear. They scared everyone. And now most people don't even know you can still get a card. Right. But most people are still smoking, it seems. Of course. Like so I said, the card doesn't change The fear anything. was enough to put it back underground, to close the doors, to get the signs away. I mean, yeah, it very got true. to a point for a while that there was... It was obscene. But like, with any yeah, new trend, it's gonna... But are we know. not adults? Like, I feel like we're... No. <laughs> okay. Good point. Yeah, Good no. point. I'm not talking about me, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. So what else did you find in there that was just kind of appalling? Like, you, you kind of made that wow face, you know? Like, I can't believe... I did. Uh, it, it's very thorough um, talking about and snuck how in, they're going to fuck you over. And parts of it snuck in not necessarily in the bill that you thought it would be in? Right. Well, there's a, there's a line in the bill... Um, they're talking about uh, uh, sentencing and and applying conditions to your sentence, you know, like rehabilitation programs, mandatory classes, yeah, treatment, that you counseling, pay, right, training, right. education, uh, th- those kinds of things that there's a line that says or any other reasonable conditions. Is that vague? Any other reasonable conditions? Reasonable to the judge set to by the prosecutor, the to your attorney. Yeah. Like, you. God, who I mean, who, whose line of standard? I bet is this. I bet 
they probably put that in God's hands. That's then, scarier that's than the damn law. Because I talked to God and he said this is okay. So maybe you all should back up off me. Change that sentence. You're gonna like try to fight Change their argument God. with their <laughs> argument. Like Absolutely. Your God's wrong. You My know, God like, says <laughs> your God is wrong. How can you prove it? Prove it. Prove it. I dare you. Prove I, I feel it. like Richard Dawkins is going to come in here at any moment. <laughs> you know? Followed by Morgan Freeman to oh. further explain. Oh, that would be phenomenal. That would be brilliant. Right? Prove yeah. it. That's all. Um, the bill is easy to find on the web, for sure. Yeah, uh, like we to said, openstates.org. And, uh, I'm a firm believer if there's a law that's going to directly affect you, it's probably worth a read. Yeah. So you at least All know what's going on. All pages of it here on the open yeah, state. Yeah, it's a little exhaustive reading through it. I, I really like the part about uh, a court may permit a part or all of a fine to be satisfied by a donation of food to a food bank program. Sure. They slip that in there. That's kind of cool. Bring Trying. them a couple Campbell's cans, maybe knock 20 bucks off. Yeah. They do that at door charges at the bars or, here. Right, You yeah. know what I mean? Bring a can of food. But that's good, dollars. right? Because that kind of helps out everybody, assuming that those cans are going to the proper places. I, won- I wonder if a somebody that was being charged with this cannabis uh, law, I wonder if they like you could kind of predict what kind of food donations they would make. <laughs> yeah, you like, know what I mean, like bags of funyuns, yeah, like All spaghettios, yeah. or like just some garbage food. You yeah, know? that was kind of funny. But I mean, beggars can't be choosy, I guess. Um, have you been to a food bank before? No. Uh, I went to the one in Whitefish yeah. once. It was unbelievable. One, it's like this brand new fancy building, and they had more fucking food in there. I'll tell I you, mean, I, I've been to the Salvation Army when they do their, they cook. Like I, I delivered I've to one of those places, and my like time for that. Before. I walked in there, and it smelled better than like the majority of the food I've yeah. eaten this month. Yeah. And I was just like, "What are you cooking?" And she's like, "Oh, chicken parmesan, this and that. Do you want some?" And I'm like, yep. "I felt bad. I did, but like, I'm like, I have a yep. job, and I. So I, I was like, I, I people ate that have jobs utilize those services. Yeah, no, I just I felt like someone else could have. Your pride that. was taking over. No, actually, I didn't. Really, fuck pride. I don't give I mean, a shit about that. I just I literally felt like I was fine, and that someone else could better have that than me because it was at this place, and it's like I don't need. How often does someone cook for you? Every night. What if you were to tell that person if they prepared some food and offered you some? Uh, no. How do you think that makes that chef feel? Yeah, but that's different. You're not cooking <laughs> for a bunch of homeless bums, yeah. You know, um, I've I've cooked at Thanksgiving dinners for the Salvation Army. Right. Um, mostly because I don't celebrate Thanksgiving, and why not make other people's day? enjoyable especially if they have nowhere to go and it's not all homeless people and bums yeah it's no, like people that, that was... have nowhere else to go and you can yeah. come play cards socialize i don't know yeah like chase old people around in walkers I don't, I don't <laughs> whatever your thing is yeah um okay so last thing about this bill um hold on i have to find it again very oh, oh yeah um it's, it's just talking i just wanted to go back over the part uh, about being a registered cardholder um, and different places that you're not supposed to smoke your medicine. Um, let me see and I mean, some of this is going to be common sense, right? Like public 
places, schools, stuff like that. Yeah. Common sense? Is that? It's kind of more like a rare sense. Really? I think so. I don't know. Yeah. For the, I, I mean, it depends what it is. If, But I feel like people, unless you're just like a, like, what I consider to be how I used to be when I was a kid, like just some punk ass kids who have no respect for authority, this and that. And you're just like, but I feel like now if, if I'm at a park and it's empty or there's, you know, people there, it doesn't, unless there's kids right there and I'm like near them, I don't feel weird about smoking, you know? I've never either. Like, it just, but pretty if confident. there's kids there, like it yeah, is no, just no, because no. some people's parents are, you know, and that's fine. It's a big park. I don't need to be doing it right there, you know. But other than that, like, who gives a shit? I'm not walking into the college, you know, and that whole campus is smoke free anyway, so you can't smoke cigs there anyways. But whatever. we did, yeah, when we went there last week. Anyway, no, not Missoula. I was saying oh. here, but yeah, <laughs> probably there. <laughs> no, too. it was. There were signs everywhere. Oh yeah, for we were sure. Walking around, yeah, smoking whatever. So what is? Um. Well, without finding the exact sentence, pretty much. Um. If you do have a medical marijuana card and you are pulled over. If that subject comes up, prepare yourself. Right. Because the officer is going to assume that you have a higher level of THC in your system. Right. So you need to, even though they're not trying to prove impairment, you need to go above and beyond because you can you can bet that you're going to be Under the used as an glass. example. Are you used as an example at that point? Uh, I don't know about you, but I do not trust a police officer. Like, I really think yeah. they'd love to make a point, or I don't even yeah. know. Like, it's in their best interest to do that, right? I mean, it's their yes, they want to get job. the promotion or whatever their, they're gonna. It's just their job, yeah. you know. You do your job well, yeah. And if your boss asks you to do something, you do it. It's your job, yeah. That's yeah. It just sucks because my job doesn't have other people's lives hanging in the balance you know yes it I, does does you it? are driving a thousand miles a week well yeah you're on the road the way, whole time but i mean as far as putting someone else another human through this system that they're going to get their whole life like completely rearranged in the process of and for what yeah. for were they Six impaired if they nanograms? were nodding out at the wheel and about to run into a, a building then yeah but I don't know, man. It just seems like a quite quite a large overreach of, like, are and we all trying to get together and continue life in a positive way, or are we all just going to fight each other till one of us is left alive and everyone yeah. else is dead or in jail? Probably. Because that seems like where it's going, and that's no good. Uh, especially uh, in our neck of the woods, you know, there's, yeah. there's competition everything. Yeah. You know? My balls are bigger. Blah, blah, blah. Alphas try to dominate. <laughs> All right. Um. So we were we were, we mentioned uh, Colorado and Washington. There's this interesting article uh, on the HuffPo about this new ordinance in Denver, and this kind of goes back to the where are you smoking? Mm-hmm. This could possibly make the smell of marijuana illegal. Like it says. Uh, this new city ordinance being considered in Denver could make the smell of marijuana or even just the sight of someone smoking it illegal 
if it can be smelled or seen by others. Uh, Mayor Michael Hancock and some Denver City Council members want to pass the ordinance over fears that public pot consumption could become a problem uh, after voters approved Amendment 64 last November. So, because people are just out in mass droves like The Walking Dead, which starts tonight, Ooh. by the way, again. Cool. Um, that it's become such a problem that we have to... Th- this basically pits neighbor against neighbor and turns everyone to a fucking tattletale. Which is how most marijuana busts yeah, even begin in the true. first place. Your buddy's from a report. He, yeah. You know, like, yeah. it's it's not something. Or, or it's, you... Or yeah. the police officers discover. You know, it's not something that they're, like, actively... Right, or they scared somebody into rolling over. I agree. Right. And the whole neighbor against neighbor thing is just about what you were saying about we're fighting against each other until like yeah you know, shit falls apart Division, and there's only and, I mean you go back to all a, a lot of the laws and we've said this quite a bit that like they're more apt to legalize things that divide people rather than unite things like LSD DMT psilocybin ecstasy things like that tend to unite people they make connections at this other level uh cannabis same thing um Things like alcohol, you get a bunch of people, you get them all wasted, they're united at first, but then it instantly gets into this divisive alpha on alpha, I'm better, uh, you just looked at me weird, and it divides people. And generally, more more people that can smoke weed on the day-to-day and keep that routine going and be happy are generally are more united with their friends and neighbors than a place that was filled with a bunch of alcoholic drunks who are constantly fighting with each other. So you see that the government has this track record of being behind or pushing uh, things that divide the people rather than that unite the people. And this is a prime example of that. You're dividing people who have come together previously and united themselves past Amendment 64, and now you're going to be like, okay, that's fine. But now we're going to try and divide you further and say that, okay, I if see you your see point. it, if you smell point. it, narc on them. I got your point. Device it. It's, it's no and, good. It says and, the text of the ordinance reads, it shall be unlawful for any person to openly and publicly display or consume one ounce or less of marijuana. So if you're out there blazing a quarter pound, like, is that legit then? Is that fine? <laughs> one ounce or less. Like, if you're going to do it. Go big. Go big or go home, right? Yeah. Yeah. What were you going to say? I don't remember. Okay. Uh, It says the ordinance then defines the terms openly and publicly. Uh, Openly means occurring or existing in a manner that is unconcealed, undisguised, or obvious, and is observable or perceptible through sight or smell to the public or to persons or neighboring properties. Uh, The term publicly means A, occurring or existing in a public space as defined by CRS 18-1-901 or B, occurring or existing in a place or location to which members of the public have access. Any place you play Ingress. That's true. Not for 20 friendly anymore. Not at all. It's interesting to me that they are trying to push this forward without including tobacco smokers. Right. I mean, they probably have huts outside of businesses sure. like they do here, and you can't smoke inside, so you have to go outside and stand in a different room. Like, uh, why don't they just Here's make the, the cannabis smokers join the tobacco? I don't know. Yeah, or Seems the bars. Little... I mean, yeah, there's a ton of things that you could, but see, that would unite. We, we're I agree. We're trying to divide here. Um, so the mayor, 
<laughs> this is pretty good. He says, quote, Your activities should not pervade others' peace and ability to enjoy. Marijuana is one of those elements that can be quite pervasive and invasive. I shouldn't have to smell your activities from your backyard. Hey, so does that mean you're going to move all of the McDonald's? Because when I walk by there, I smell it, and I don't want to have to smell that. Yeah, that's an interesting point, too. Um, He says uh, violations of the proposed rules, if passed, would carry fines of up to $999 or a year in jail. And how often do people, I I don't know, anytime that cannabis allegedly has been consumed by myself in public, I'm not ever flaunting it. And I actually... No, because as soon as you flaunt it, someone's going to come over and be like, hey, can I have a hit of that? (laughs) Scavenger? (laughs) You know we sell this. Right away. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. I mean, we had an experience with this. We went to Las Vegas for DEF CON, and, uh, you know, we... Vegas is a medical state, and it, it's still, we had to go through some hoops to finally find some, and then when we found some, we would walk through the parking garages and just make little loops, and we were, you know, because the second you get you out profiling? there and smell it, people are like, hey, what, it, you know, let, can we, and it's like, no, we just found it, she needed this, like, she didn't eat for a couple of days when we were there, and it was like this whole to-do. But, yeah. Uh, It says, backers of A64 in Colorado say the proposed ordinance isn't just unconstitutional, it's hypocritical, as the new rule is being considered during the same weekend as Denver celebrates another substance, beer. While the nation's largest celebration of beer, the Great American Beer Fest, takes place. Uh, Quote, Mason Tavert says, the hypocrisy of this proposal is astounding. Uh, he's communications director of the MPP, co-director of the Yes on 64 campaign. Uh, I think we've had him on the Outbox a couple times, actually, Mason Tavert. Uh He says, quote, as Denver wraps up Beer Week with the nation's largest beer celebration, city officials are proposing a crackdown on adults' legal, private use of a far less harmful substance. Mayor Hancock should explain why he thinks it's okay for him to publicly consume and even serve alcohol, but feels it should be a criminal offense for adults to use marijuana in their homes. That's a really typical opinion of people that are alcoholics. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, So just thought I'd mention that. And then uh, in other just like, what the fuck? Seriously, Uh, an article on LiveScience.com says uh, they've, may be found possible treatment for marijuana abuse. I found one. You know what it is? Stop smoking. Put the bong down? Put the, yeah. Like, set, set it down. It says, uh, boosting levels of naturally occurring compound in the brain could prevent people who abuse marijuana but are trying to quit from relapsing. <laughs> like, seriously? Seriously, guys? Researchers studying drug-addicted rats and monkeys found that a substance called kinurinic acid blunted the rewarding effects of THC. Uh, Kinurinic acid? Kinurinic? Kinurinic acid works by blocking the receptors that increase the flood of good feelings brought on by the brain chemical dopamine. Quote, any drug of abuse has to do with dopamine. And also, you know, chocolate and sex and, and all that other stuff, so... Can you all the can you just things. blunt 
the marijuana dopamine and not like does this mean you're just gonna be a walking fucking zombie and nothing is great sex sucks food sucks everything just fucking sucks I don't think you can pick and choose the which things you just dopamine listed. receptors are affected are pretty much the reasons for living yeah you know yeah hmm. sex the other thing I was thinking about uh, Food, is it more kinda? offensive to you as an individual to run into someone that's very intoxicated? You know that permeating whiskey smell Ugh. or vo- you know what yeah, I mean? I can't it's just deal with that. and it's permeating like their whole body smells like yeah, alcohol. It's coming through their pores. It's yeah, and they're usually at the gas station like buying two cases. You can of... bring them out and take a shot. Like it's so foul. I think there's a term for that. Drunk? N- no, like. Ringing uh, like a bar towel out into oh. a shot glass <laughs> and giving it to somebody. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a name know. for that. So check this out. This is, I think, pretty brilliant. They say more people seek treatment for marijuana use in the United States than for cocaine or heroin, surveys show. Yet, there are no medications approved for treating marijuana addiction. Now, uh, where if you had to take a shot in the dark, where would you say these numbers came from? Well, first, court mandated. Yeah, like they're making these people go to these yeah. treatment programs and? for cannabis. It makes me think of uh, Half Baked when the guy stands up in the like the AA thing and he says, "Oh, I'm addicted to marijuana," and everyone starts throwing I shit suck at him. Dick for cocaine or crack or whatever. Yeah, Bob Saget or whatever. Says. Yeah. You ever suck dick for weed? <laughs> I've seen him. <laughs> that guy. Yeah, so that and uh, and where else? Where else would you say uh, inflated numbers like uh, this? youth, uh oh, minors, yeah. like people oh. under the age of 18, sure. uh parents that have caught their their child and with made marijuana. Them go to treat. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uneducated. Very uneducated. If you knew, if you were educated on what your child would like would you make that decision? Fuck um, no. No fucking way. There's no way. I don't know. There's no way. I'm not if a you parent, were educated no on it, idea. I'm not either, but I'll speak for him. If you, <laughs> no, if you're educated, you. I will. If you're educated, there's no way you're going to, for one, waste the money on the tree. That's so much money. If you know what weed is, you know they're not hooked on it. You know that it's just a phase, and you're going to sit down and smoke it with them. Or be like, yo, smoke this here because I would rather you be safe here. You're not going to be like, oh my God, you, know, you better go to treatment because you have this problem. It's going to ruin your life. I had never actually smoked cannabis before, and one of my friends had pushed a bag that had a few seeds, a little mm-hmm. bit of stem, and like a little bit of leaf in the bottom of the Ziploc bag. They stuffed it in between my mattresses. You know, I'm like 15 years <laughs> old. I swear that's old. not mine. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> uh, I had just like, I had bought my first car. I'm out cruising around. I get busted for this this bag of remnants of cannabis sure. from my mother, and I had never smoked it in my life. Well, where did I find myself? Uh huh. In a chemical, de- yeah. But you know, a thing that I had to go to and fill out paperwork and well, yeah, take sure. these tests. You know, I'm, the I'm like 15 years old, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, I I I think that uh, that kept me from using cannabis until I was an adult on my own, which. And so that's why I mean, like, I can't really speak for parents. Like, yeah. I think every parent's going to make their own decision. And I think in, in, in my particular situation, I waited until I was almost 20. Yeah, to that's start a good point. Pot. I think those parents, though, are going to be more, more in tune with what it is their child is doing. And rather than seek help from a third party, they're going to deal with it themselves. 
because it's not this big giant problem that law enforcement, federal government, treatment centers, you know, they, they make it out to be. And you're kind of walking on eggshells. Well, yeah. You getting know. your child involved in that stuff because. Yeah. Do you want that on their record? Yeah. How I mean, are you going to be into Harvard now? How are you going to be a cop now? How are you going to, you know, there's. Get a job. Yeah. In some situations. Yeah. Um, I, but I still would say that that's up to the well, individual yeah, parent. Uh, the THC in marijuana activates dopamine neurons in a brain region called the ventral tegmental area, the VTA, of course. All you brain surgeons will be familiar with that, causing the cells to release the feel-good chemical from nerves in the nucleus acumens. Previous attempts to find a treatment for marijuana addiction showed that blocking receptors in the VTA and the nucleus acumens prevented the surge in dopamine. But those treatments caused some side effects. No shit. Really? Yeah. Like Fucking what? with brain chemistry causes side Really? Uh, the researchers speculated that kinurenic acid, uh, which is produced by the breakdown of a chemical found in bananas in Turkey, uh, called tryptophan, you may be familiar with that on Thanksgiving, yep. uh, may have fewer side effects because it naturally controls dopamine levels in the brain. Uh, to find out whether kinurenic acid could treat marijuana dependence, uh, they gave rats and squirrel monkeys a drug that boosted their levels of kinurenic acid while the animals were self-administering THC or similar uh, synthetic drug by pushing a lever. They found that the rodents and monkeys were less likely to administer the THC or synthetic drug when they were on the dopamine-stifling drug. Uh, they reported this uh, online today, 13th, in the journal Nature Neuroscience. In another experiment... The researchers took the animals off the THC or synthetic drug for a while uh, and then increased their kinurenic acid levels while giving them a small dose of THC or a cue associated with taking the drug. Boosting kinurenic acid prevented the animals from returning to their old drug abuse patterns. Quote, we found that you can reduce dopamine levels and the animals behave differently. They don't have relapse and they don't abuse marijuana. Neither of those animals have a conscious awareness level of a human either. This is like, uh, Robert Schwartz, a professor of psychiatry at the University of Maryland in College Park, who was uh, doing the study. So. I, I think fundamentally cool. that that test may affect humans a little differently. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of different yeah. faucets to an addiction or yeah. whatever. Uh, yeah, a lot. Um. Let's see. We'll talk about this uh, out of the main Sunday Telegram a study called, uh, you know, changes in attitudes about legal uh, pot and everything. It says uh, fewer Americans or it says now more Americans favor legalization uh, than oppose it. This is a report by Pew Research, uh, Gallup General Social Survey and the Pew Research Center. Uh, so it talks about this lady. Uh, her name is Melissa Thomas. She's a 38-year-old interior designer for a local paint company. She has a five-year-old son, uh, and she is engaged. So set you up. Uh, she shows up to work on time, belongs to a book club, mother's groups. She pays her bills, closing on the purchase of a house in South Portland, Maine, next month. Uh, like an increasing number of Americans, she likes to smoke weed. Not for its medical benefits, nay. But I was waiting for this article to turn into a criminal article. she enjoys it. She says, quote, alcohol makes me sleepy. Yeah, weeds, right? Yeah, soccer mom. Now <laughs> she's a criminal. That's she's right. a bad person. Criminal. Alcohol makes me sleepy. <laughs> Marijuana does the opposite. 
it tends to kickstart me, especially creatively. A great Thomas sativa. Believe, what? Good, great sativa. Good choice. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah, yeah great absolutely. sativa. Good choice. First yes. thing in the morning. Good choice. Thomas believes she uses marijuana responsibly and limiting uh, limiting her use to the occasional weeknight or weekend. She says she doesn't drive after smoking and never uses marijuana around her son or before going to work. She firmly believes that children and teenagers whose brains are still developing should never use the drug. I agree. But she says marijuana use by a responsible adults should be legal, and she is far from alone. After decades of shifting attitudes, more Americans now support legalizing marijuana than oppose it. On November 5th, Portland voters will try to make it so, at least within city limits. Voters are widely expected to pass a citizen-led referendum and enact an ordinance to legalize recreational marijuana for adults over the age of 21. So, good job, Maine. Uh, However, the, we did those exact steps here in Montana, yeah, too. Yeah. Right. Uh, more like good luck. Good luck, Maine. Yeah. Right, excuse yeah. me. Good luck, Maine. Like, I <laughs> yeah. hope the best, of course, but it was a lot of work. However, the proposal would not allow people to use marijuana in public or operate a vehicle after smoking. Landlords could prohibit its use on their property, and there would still be no legal way for people to obtain marijuana. Selling it will still be banned. Well, good luck. Interesting. <laughs> And no matter what Portland voters say next month, marijuana use will still be legal under federal law, as we all know. So, and in other words, the dealers are going to be selling fifty dollars Ziploc baggies. Yep. Oh, there's some garbage in there. You can keep the yeah, garbage. That's fine. The Ziploc bag, or like you know, here's a little push pin. If you bring it's it cost back, you, 50 you know, bucks. you get five cents off your next purchase. Uh, Thomas said she decided to step forward publicly about her marijuana use, essentially admitting to illegal activity to combat the fear and misconception about marijuana. She said her habit is known and accepted by her employer and her more conservative friends. Even so, publicly speaking publicly about her marijuana use carries some social risks. Quote, I don't think anyone wants to be labeled for the vices they have. Uh, she said that uh, adding that for some t the vice might be gambling or drinking or sex. That's the most difficult thing about coming out. She's also stepping forward because of her son. I don't want my son growing up and thinking I'm a criminal. The poor, yeah. And nor should she have to continue her yeah. days feeling like a criminal and then shielding her immediate family from it. You know, right. that's that's an, another level of stress that unnecessary. Unfortunately, that I smoke weed to combat. So now I got to smoke more weed. It's a vicious to combat cycle. Stress that God. I get from smoking weed. Yeah. Shit. The Portland vote comes as attitudes toward legalizing marijuana are rapidly changing nationwide. According to a national survey released by the Pew Research Center in April, more than half, or 52%, of 1,501 American adults surveyed now support legalizing marijuana. That's up from just 12% back in 1969, when marijuana use was associated with hippies and bohemians and the blacks. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Right, and of the course. Mexicans. Right, of course. Pew found that support for legalizing marijuana has jumped 19 percentage points in the past decade, including 11 points in the last three years alone, and attitudes are shifting among all ages, political parties, races, and genders. The younger adult, the stronger the support. For example, 65% of millennials, people who were born since 1980, it's you and me, yep. or me, is that you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who are now between 18 and 32. Oh, shit, that's all of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, support the legalization of marijuana. I would say, yeah. Yeah, I would agree as because well. Because we're not dumb, 
Not everybody, of no, course. No, I know, I know. Man, when we were collecting signatures, it was... Uh, again, we're in Montana, so there's there's a few different uh, uh, social groups, if but you will. But everybody I know and I associate with between all of the shows that we do and all of the internet, the the older ones are more likely to not not hold it against you, but to just be like, bah, you know, whatever. But they still aren't like, oh, I can't associate. You're a criminal. Everyone under that age is totally fine with it. No one gives a shit about and it, even if they smoke it or not. They don't give a shit. Is that a respect for other people's choices, or is that an acceptance of the actual drug? I would say probably more uh, a, a respect of other people's choices, regardless of what that would be, because we're all in this age of, like, ultra... What's that called? Like, uh, We're all deal connected with, in a way. Yeah. Like, with modern technology and things, empathy, I think that... but it's like an ultra, just like, everyone should have the right to do what they want to do. What, I forget what that's called. But Alt- there, it's, altruistic? Maybe. I, I, I feel like, like, there, in, on the internet, there is that, like, anything you're into is yeah. fine and accepted because you don't have to go, I don't have to go into the LARPing corner and look at, you know, it's, everyone has their own thing and that's fine, you know. And, I mean, look at the poll here. I just clicked uh, on the view results. Uh, 68% yes, 32 no. Do you support legalizing marijuana? So, and you always see that on internet polls because yeah. no one gives a shit. Yeah. You know, the only people that give a shit are the federal government and the people that are standing to gain money from continuing its illegality. They say on the opposite end of the spectrum, baby boomers, those 50 and older who grew up during the counterculture revolution of the late 60s and 70s have been all over the map when it comes to legalization. In 1978, 47% of boomers favored legalization. That support plummeted to 17% when President Ronald Reagan was elected. Now half of boomers support legalization. I just had this idea, too, about uh, a baby boomer on the Internet. Like, maybe they're a little concerned about their privacy, you know, because maybe they don't understand the technology very well. But, like, clicking yes on on polls or, or submitting how you actually feel, maybe they're hesitant to do that. Then they probably just wouldn't click on it at all. Actually, you're probably yeah making your public voice heard uh, attached know. to an IP address. Are you on a list now? Is the NSA and Prism gathering? You know which they are. Yes, <laughs> the answer is yes. And are yeah. they giving it yeah. to the DEA for help? Yes, the I'm answer is also positive. Yes. I'm positive. You know about Portland. <laughs> uh, Portland. Every time that I've gone to Oregon to visit family. It's it's fascinating to turn on the the news about Portland because it seems like people are being killed there on a near daily basis. Because and I was really surprised about like drive by shootings, really, you know, stabbings, you know, like violent crimes that are are claiming people's lives. Um, in Montana, uh, it was claimed that legal marijuana, medical marijuana, was making our crime rate spike out of control, which was a lie. And the crime rate is the lowest it had been in 30 years. Yep. I'm wondering, like, if you could see a direct correlation or something like that in, in just a city of Portland instead of a statewide thing. Right. In, in just that local area. And I'm not trying to say that I, I, I know the crime rates in Portland, Oregon. I have just noticed that it's interesting to see what's going on in Portland when I'm in Oregon. Right. That's the city. I mean, that's where, you know. I, yeah. Yeah. 
So, uh, let's see. They say the only age groups that don't support legalization are members of the silent generation, born from 25 to 45, 1925 to 1945, mm-hmm. and the greatest generation, 1901 to 1924. They don't support legalization because they're dead. Uh, their support comes in at 32% and 14%, respectively. So... Yeah, I don't know. This just kind of goes on, but kind of talking about that that sort of thing. Uh, 72% of adults surveyed believe they believe that enforcing marijuana costs U.S. It costs more than it's worth. 77% believe marijuana has legitimate medical use. I like that they're talking. It's like a belief. Like, yeah, I believe in marijuana. Like, I believe in God. It's like, actually, there's proof that it does but okay they throw the science out the window right i mean exactly. and, and how it do you becomes, feel about it correct well, instead of what do you know right about exactly it. and thinking mm-hmm. about the people that are are against this like some of the opinions that they have are mm-hmm. kind of scary like the uh this particular person mm-hmm. says pharmaceutical cannabinoids may have benefit for patients with nausea vomiting and wasting but the pharmaceutical cannabis right, not alternatives. The, not right. the cannabis that it came from. Because, right. see, the pharmaceutical companies, I don't know if you guys understand how this works. The pharmaceutical companies, <clears throat> when they process this plant, they remove all of the negative energy and all of the evil from the plant. And then they put in happiness, hugs, and love. And then that's why it costs so much because hugs, love, happy, it's all very expensive. Very, very expensive. You have to take Care Bears and, like, ring them out. And, it, the wow. whole process is – it's very – I mean, Google it sometime. This know? this sounds like a great how this it's get made com- right? thing. <laughs> it's you completely know? insane. Hugs oh, and man. rainbows. Hugs um, and rainbows. She bro. also feels that benefits in pain management, not worth the risk. You know, there's significant – What risk? Sorry? What risk? Um, I don't know. Coughing. Okay. Uh. Lack of I had, we better get rid of diesel engines then. I mean, if you're worried about coughing, right? <laughs> you know, or, well, and that's I guess that's the nice thing about opinions. You know, you don't really have to sure b- okay. back up your belief right about your, this dangerous because drug. Because the Bible said so. Okay. Um, she believes that it causes significant prolonged impairment. Sure, I'm fucking wasted from like two months ago still, and it's very dangerous when attempting to perform safety sensitive tasks such as <laughs> such as driving. Really? Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very dangerous. Oh, yeah. very dangerous. I can't drive for like the next week. So um, hope you can drive me around. Sh- she also gave a few recommendations. Oh, this like, should be good. These are her recommendations. Please. This is, a, this is out of a, a, a PDF of a woman put a, a report together, and this is being used at a legislative level. As it should. Th- this is cold, hard facts we're talking about here. The I like my pamphlet better. The facts of the matter. None of this is... It's True. ridiculous. Um, so <laughs> she she honestly believes, if you will, that a registered marijuana user should have their driver's license suspended w- without getting in trouble, without getting a cannabis DUI. Just you shouldn't have a driver's Just license. Just right off the bat. Here's your and, card and I'll be taking your license. Right. Like trade them in. And what? She thinks that you should be required to notify your employer of risk of impairment. What? Like, hey, boss, I just lost my driver's license, and I may be stoned at work. <laughs> I got my medical marijuana card. It's cool, right, bro? No. So everyone that gets their card just turns into couch potatoes even more so than maybe they would before? Because the government said, I can't do nothing. All I can do is sit here and smoke weed. And they have proven that 
time and time again. They can't do it. I'll a prove damn it right thing. now. Give me a task that has to do with safety. Right now. Give me uh, a task. I a, will do a it. A safety task? A safety task. Um, I don't know, zipping your fly. You gotta be real safe when doing that. Ow! Oh fuck, you're right! Oh I'm a dick! Oh, oh get it out! Get it out! Ah! Ah! No. That's not how Did that you works. practice that? Yeah. No. Okay. That was off the cuff. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was pretty good. I've caught my dick in my fly a few... <laughs> like, what Oh, it's just from experience. Expecting... How'd you get the beans but the Frank? <laughs> well, I was trying to think of some other thing you'd have to be yeah, safe no, at let's sitting go out in your and chair. and play Ingress and I'll show you. Oh, this there we go. This uh, She also feels that uh, registered suppliers and transporters subject to mandatory drug testing should should be the ones uh, uh, distributing sure. this, this, this dangerous pharmaceutical drugs because they have the skills and the wherewithal to well, not be affected under the hypnotizing breast of weed like right. what are and a registered supplier must just be infallible you know, sure perfect uh healthcare- judges why don't we just let judges do it then because they are also fal- infallible you know healthcare providers and registered suppliers required to disclose health risks to users well, I've been to a doctor for medical marijuana card several times, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's been one visit that he hasn't mentioned smoking hot gas may hurt your lungs. Right. I mean, other than that, aren't the risks somewhat... And, I mean, uh, we, we have ways around that. You don't have that's to true. smoke the hot gas. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. It's- that's just fresh in my mind because that's what the doctor right, said the other right. day, and I was like... Did uh, he give you any alternative recommendations? No. 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 Okay. I th- you can I actually think do an extraction. Felt a little bit of my confidence yeah. in the whole situation. <laughs> you can do an extraction, put it into a pill form, and then shove it up your butt if you like, if you don't want to smoke butt, the hot gas. Butt chug and do some butt pot. <laughs> oh, there was an article in the Daily Interlake. Lawyer hit in my butt. Hurry up. There was an article in the Daily Interlake about oh, Glacier sure. High School and about the new drug problems Glacier High School is having, and butt chugging was number one on the list. Butt chugging. Oh, so man. the young dishwasher. Play more sports. Where I work. Read less books and just butt chug it all night long. I was I was so surprised because uh, we had a dishwasher at the restaurant that was going to Glacier High School, and so I had to know. I mean, like, really? Like, is this what you and your friends are doing? I had the article in hand. Apparently, he had never done that or seen anybody doing it. But I guess if people have that kind of thing, you might do it in private. Do you think it's a joke? Like, all the kids were like, all right, so on all these, we're we're all going to write down butt chugging. (laughs) (laughs) Like, do you want to vote for turd or a turd sandwich or a giant douche? That South Park where they're like voting. Absolutely. I do remember that vaguely. Yeah. Uh, a couple other things that were on the list, and these are a in- turd sandwich. <laughs> that was so classic. Um, opiate drugs were on the list. Sure. Uh, women soaking a tampon in alcohol, right? And then inserting also it. known as cunt chugging. <laughs> Not to be confused. Could you imagine that in our local with paper? The butt cunt chug. chugging right next to butt chugging. <sighs> Turns into a comic. I mean, really women quick. can actually do the double. It's it's called the double fisting when you when you C chug it and you B chug it. It's called the. All right. <laughs> Wait, no, you got to come Continue. up with something. Continue. The the double chug it's called the DC, DC ch- 
Just, right. Um, healthcare Finish. providers, uh-huh. this woman also feels, uh, required to report diagnosis of chronic marijuana use to the DMV. Hmm. Like they do with their pill prescription? No. And again, the pain just, clinic. These are recommendations being made to well, right. our lawmakers by some jerk off. And she doesn't like that THC per se statutes should mm-hmm. exist. It should be the level of detection if present with alcohol or drugs. So, in other words, this would be one of the people that does not support the legalization of marijuana. Yeah. And these are just a few ideas out of this type of persons that has that uh, that orientation yeah, yeah. to not. Legalizing Reef cannabis. Madness, bro. These are what they think. You know, they they think about What's her this age kind of stuff. Range? Would you say? Is there any I, N- no. any picture? No, okay. no, no. And this is obviously like a, a, a collaborative thing, of course. And of course. It, there's a lot of what I notice is that there's a lot of cherry picking of statistics. Uh-huh. Like it's supposed, it's geared towards Montana, That's but then she like is she's showing graphs from Australia uh-huh. and graphs from like. Britain Places that or... have completely different structures Absolutely. on how they handle substance abuse, uh, criminal cases like that, you know, drug-involved criminal cases. It's completely different over there. Yeah, her risk of death statistics are from Australia. And I don't know, have you ever had to drive on the other side of the road? Uh, no. Actually, yes. When I was in London, I got to drive a little bit. I'm telling you. that It's different. You yeah. get used to it, but it's fucking different. I didn't Especially have to do a long roundabouts. Enough to get used to it. it that was, was difficult, before we though. had roundabouts here, so I had never seen roundabout before. I was like, "You guys don't have fucking intersect. Like, there's just you guys just go and pray that you make it. Like, it's it's cool. It's totally cool." But roundabouts are still pretty new to me. I'm yeah. kind of a country bumpkin. Really. I like them. I like them. I like them a lot. I like them when it's snowing and you just hit it just right and you go right around it. And now that you mentioned that. When I'm going through the roundabout, I I can almost like sense other people's like ignorance Rage. about the oh, thing yeah. too. Like you gotta you can, decelerate like, and then accelerate. They're like looking both ways and not really sure. Yeah, yeah. If, like you know, and I always you can always tell is like when they signal. Do you signal when you're just sitting there waiting to merge like an idiot because you can only go one way, or do you signal when you're about to exit so the other person knows that yo I'm turning here. And. Yeah, the I like the old lady that goes around the roundabout like four times. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I do that sometimes just for fun. Yeah, do you? When it's snowy out, you get the G's going around, Uh, pushing G's. That's clever. That's clever. All right. Was there anything else on that before we? uh, No, I just I wanted to share uh, a opponent of legalizing marijuana. Her uh, not only that's kind of what we're against, right? But she's put together a. 20 page pdf file about yeah just what have you done <laughs> you know not you but like you know the listener what you this absolutely. is our opposition is putting together cherry picked logical fallacies from studies that have absolutely nothing to do with uh, the hypothesis here and absolutely like, what did you do did you leave a comment did you you know what are you doing? And that's an interesting concept. Did you concept. bring back the hot box to... <laughs> right, right. That's an interesting concept because yeah. for the people that are against legalizing marijuana, like, they have the ambition. And, yeah, I mean, like, they, they firmly believe. What and as, feeds as that? You know, I, what feeds that? I, I think Drive. belief is dangerous. Belief is And wicked. so, uh, but here they're, they're, they're actually accomplishing something. I, I'm sure yeah. that even if this changed one person's mind in, in, a, in the legislative body... 
that's kind of a success. It is an Adobe. You got to do them one at a time. It's a PDF, right? Which is kind of an Adobe product. You could easily take that PDF and inject a little malicious code in there to exploit. I mean, if, if you want, well, yeah, you I'm could do that. You do that. I, just, I couldn't do that. Yeah. Like, what have but you done? Maybe somebody else. Could I'm do just that. saying. Like, you shouldn't. You should be careful about reading PDFs in your browser. That's, that's all I'm saying. So, all right, yeah, we talked about Maine. We talked about. Colorado. Oh, there was another thing. I guess we should kind of add this to the Colorado list. Um, they're talking about voting on whether or not to tax, uh, to have some some marijuana taxes. Uh, says legalized recreational marijuana was sold to Coloradans, Coloradans, Coloradoans, uh, as a proposition that not only would pay for its own regulation, but generate millions for school construction also. Uh, it's time to make good on those promises. Within days, voters will receive mail ballots, which will include a question on statewide marijuana taxes, dubbed Proposition AA. Uh, so if you live in Colorado, keep an eye out for that. And send us one. Scan it and send it. I'd, li- I'd be curious to see like how convoluted and diluted it is. Yeah. Well, but how do you feel? I mean, they tax alcohol. Yeah. They, they tax no, tobacco. If, think of it. If, if you put one or two bucks per bag on every bag sold, you could easily fund schools. Plus, take the budget that you just deregulated from your substance abuse, whatever, you know, your mandatory right. classes. Oh, there's a lot of money in that. Free that up. You could easily build schools. I, I support a state tax on sure. that. I mean, we tax other You got to pitch in. I mean, if you're smoking, you can Especially, spare a buck a bag or something. You know, don't make it astronomical to where now my, my eighths cost 100 bucks. Like, but how much Canadians have to pay exactly, on their alcohol exactly, and tobacco? Exactly. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing how much they get taxed on those items. Yeah. It says, the measure proposes a 15% marijuana excise tax that will go towards school construction and a 10% sales tax to pay for the retail regulatory structure. 25%. Uh, we hope Colorado voters do not hesitate in approving this crucial piece of the effort to normalize personal marijuana use, yet ensure pot is kept out of the hands of children. What does that have to fucking do with anything? Uh, for sake of clarity, we're dealing with it, we're dealing in this space only with proposed new statewide taxes. Some local governments, such as Denver, are proposing separate taxes that would be stacked on top of the statewide tax to cover local costs. And all marijuana sales will be subject to the existing 2.9% state sales tax. Uh, the new statewide taxes, however, are necessary companions to the measure that voters supported in 2012. They voted for a controlled regulatory system that will take significant resources to implement, and those must come from fees and taxes. Uh, Let's take the excise tax, which is assessed uh, at the wholesale level. The first $40 million collected each year goes towards the Building Excellence Schools Today program, which is a competitive grant program for Colorado public schools, including charter schools. So first $40 million goes towards that. Uh, they say, however, for at least the first two years, revenue is expected to be less than $40 million annually. The 10% sales tax tacked onto the retail price paid by consumers will fund the regulatory structure and related costs for health, education, and public safety. So, I think they're looking out for themselves. Sure. Um, living in Montana, we're one of the few states that has a positive budget. Like, Montana looks out for itself pretty well. I... I agree that Colorado may do the same, especially since our government's furloughed. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? Like, <laughs> well, no help from Big Brother. Oh, all right. But I can guarantee PRISM's not defunded. 
No. You know what I mean? Like no. Essential? Essential is not defunded. And how much money are they really saving by closing down national fucking parks? It, are they losing it's, money? It's like I mean, maybe in the wintertime. I'm sure. In the like, wintertime, though? Maybe not everywhere. They're not open. But well, our national sure. park is not. That's what I'm saying. Not Yellowstone's everywhere. open to a limited capacity right. in the wintertime. Um, even Zion National Park, which I believe is in Utah, Nevada, somewhere in there. <laughs> um, I've been there once. don't really remember. I was young. But we went in the wintertime, and they weren't open at full capacity either. And it's almost wintertime. Yeah. Yep. They can't really produce that much of a, I don't know. It's, it's weird. It's It's dumb. silly. Uh, before we get out of here, some, some science, and we talked about some bunk kind of poop earlier. Uh, we should mention there's more studies coming out showing uh, that there are chemicals in the marijuana that do protect nervous systems against the MS. Of course, talking about uh, THC, CBD, it's good for you. Just saying. It's good for you. Uh, they say chemical compounds uh, are going to help treat multiple sclerosis-like diseases in mice by preventing inflammation in the brain and the spinal cord. Uh, this was released in the Journal of Neuroimmune Pharmacology. Uh, they say inflammation is part of the body's natural immune response, but in cases like MS, it gets out of hand. This is Dr. Iwa Kazella of Tel Aviv University in Israel. He says, quote, our study looks at how compounds isolated from marijuana can be used to regulate inflammation to protect the nervous system and its functions. Dr. Cazella and colleagues set out to see if the known anti-inflammatory properties of the cannabinoids tetrahydrocannabinol and cannabidiol. I think our listeners know what you're trying to say. CBD. THC, CBDC. Uh, CBD, THC, CBD. Could also be applied to the treatment of inflammation associated with MS. Say uh, whether with with either THC or CBD, CBN, CBD, CBS, and, C- and CBN, NBC, correct, TNT, just not Fox, NSA. <laughs> Uh, With either THC or CBD, the researchers treated immune cells that specifically target and harm the brain and spinal cord. In response to both chemicals, the immune cells isolated from paralyzed mice produce fewer inflammatory molecules, particularly interleukin-17, IL-17. Interleukin-17 is strongly associated with MS and very harmful to nerve cells and their insulating covers. Uh, They say the presence of CBD or THC restrains the immune cells from triggering the production of inflammatory molecules and limits the molecule's ability to reach and damage the brain and the spinal cord. That's wicked cool. It is. THC was discovered in marijuana by scientists in Israel in 1964, and about 70 cannabinoids, compounds that are unique to cannabis, you guys know that, with interesting biological effects, have been identified since. I wonder the time that it would take them to go from animal testing with some of these concepts to human testing with some of these concepts. Also, what's interesting is if you look in the past, say, 200 years at our medical practices, and they're very archaic. You know, we used to, like, drain blood because it was evil. I'm going to drill a hole in your fucking head, and then I'm going to shock the shit out of you. 
fast forward to present time, you know, we have I'm all this. still drilling holes in you and shocking the shit out of you, but I've gotten a lot better now at Now we're it. in a sterile room, and, <laughs> and we have magnetic imaging to guide us through your skull, right? Oh, but in, in another 200 years, I, I, it's exciting to think about how uh, our future selves will view what we're doing today to treat things right. as archaic. Right. Oh, my God. I can't believe they you were doing that. What? Like They weren't using cannabis to treat MS? Like... Cancer, etc. Right. Yeah. Um, I agree. Like, we'll look back and be like, you guys believed in what? Absolutely. Crazy. DMT was illegal? What? It is? What? Oh, yeah, we're in America. Now. 2013, almost 2014. All right, we got some ingress to play. Ian. Yeah, let's do it. This was awesome. Thanks for having me over. Hey, thanks for bringing your show back. Bringing it up. (laughs) Yeah, sweet. <laughs> Hotboxpodcast.com, check it out. We will uh, try and do uh, more episodes here. And I'm I don't work Sundays. Sundays yeah. is great. There we go. Join us. I mean us if if you Sundays, feel like it next week. Join us Sundays, hotboxpodcast.com slash live. Um, and we got a chat room there and all that. Somebody from Washington State or Colorado, like send us the ballot. Yeah. Let's get in touch. That's right. Let's have a conversation. Four oh six two oh four four six eight seven email info at hotboxpodcast.com. We got a Google Plus community, Facebook page, Twitter account, all that stuff. It's still all up there. So uh, check it out. Follow us. Interact. Subscribe on iTunes. And, uh, yeah, this was good. I- I'm glad we did this, definitely. So we'll uh, catch you guys next week, maybe? I'm down. Cool. Episode 140. Good stuff. Have a good night, guys. If you like you like this, this is where, is where you, you need to be. be. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Hot Box Podcast.